This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. The summer of rock has just begun and we are just starting to celebrate. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, your home for rock and roll. That's what we're all about. And who are we? Well, I'm Aaron Camaro. And right over there, that's Chris Sinzak. We finally recovered from Far Rock. Yes, it was a... uh... It was a long recovery, but we're, we're back to being human again. I may not have had, ever had so much fun in my entire life. It was a good time. It was oh, man, two full so days of lots of rock and lots of alcohol. Lots and lots and lots of alcohol, but our VIPs are going to find out all about that because I yeah. had to zoom in my pocket for a good most of it just recording all this stupidity and, and was, rock and roll. And there was much stupidity to be recorded. Are you ready to get into this week's show, man? I'm excited. I am. We have a special guest today, Brandon Gibbs, um, who... Our good friend and past guest of the show, Cher Bach, was uh, kind enough to hook us up with. Yeah. And Brandon, um, for those of you that are not familiar with him, uh, was in a great band called Devil City Angels. Yes, that, with Tracy Guns. Uh, Tracy Guns and Eric Brittingham. Yeah, Rudy Sarzo. Rudy Sarzo, after, who took over for him. Yeah. And um, it was a great band, and there we'll get some updates on that from Brandon. And Ricky fucking Rocket. And Ricky Rocket. Yeah. And also, um, Brandon had also stepped into the shoes of Brett Michaels and Poison to do some one-off shows with yeah. Poison, basically. We're going to hear all about that you're, today. You're going to get an update on Poison. I so don't know if, that anyone's if heard this. If you're a big Poison fan, get ready for some breaking news today. Yeah, and uh, and his life in general has been pretty interesting, so uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a fun interview. He was in town for Farm Rock, and I uh, just went out to hit the hotel and met up with him, and a uh, super engaging guy, nice guy. Um, seems to really have his head screwed on the right way, and yeah. uh, we wish him all the best. He's, Thank him for doing the show. He's definitely one of our people. Absolutely, and not, nice guy, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, we have a little bit of business we got to get out of the way first. Heck yeah, man, because how do we like to start every show? Well, like this, a five-star iTunes review. This is perfect right here. This is from, oh, you know this guy, Chris Carroll. Yes. I know him, too. He's been with us for a long, long time, time. Yep. and he's co-hosted some shows with you. Yeah, he's been on some podca- podcast episodes with me, and also recently... There's, and I didn't even, I, I should have plugged this when it came out on the show, but I didn't. But our good friend Cassius Morris, who hosts the Cassius Morris Show. I've been on that show. Um, yeah, you have. Uh, me and Chris went on with him to do a talk about the Black Sabbath Sabotage album. Nice. And that's a lot of fun, too. Right on. So here's his five-star iTunes review, and it's titled, Stuff You've Never Heard Before That You'll Love. Tired of hearing the same old crap on terrestrial radio? Then check out the Decibel Geek Podcast. Chris and Aaron are like two old-school FM DJs from the classic era when cool guys played cool music. Every time I listen to their show, I hear things I've never heard before and get turned on to cool stuff. They also do great interviews and shows like Albums Unleashed, where they dig deep into classic albums with the people who made them and dissect those albums track by track, leaving no stone or antidote unturned. Do yourself a favor. If you love hard rock and or heavy metal, check out the Decibel Geek Show. You'll be glad you did. And I'm glad he left that review because it's freaking awesome. That sounds like an awesome podcast. I should check it out sometime. Yeah, no kidding. If I didn't know no better, I'd say, I gotta listen to that. I may that. even subscribe. You're not subscribed? No. Me neither. <laughs> but we hope you are. I want the numbers to be really accurate. Right. And so, you know, along with the iTunes review... I want to tell you, man, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, but we got a fashion review as well. <laughs> yes, I did. You did see that. So, Cher Bach, 
who this week, which which normally, you know, what we do is tell everybody that shared it and retweeted it last week would be our Geeks of the Week. Yeah. But this week's going to be a little bit different. While we really, really appreciate everybody that shared our Summer Fun episode, we want to give the honor and prestige to one person this week, and that person is Cher Bach. Mm -hmm. Because Cher came over here. She, one, she set up the interview with Brandon Gibbs. She did. Without her, we wouldn't have what we're listening to here today. We wouldn't hear all these awesome stories. So you have her to thank for that. She drove in a way that would make Danica Patrick retire from NASCAR <laughs> to get us there. Like a maniac, but still under control. Was, we didn't get pulled over and we, we didn't crash. We didn't so get pulled over. Did we right. didn't crash. We got everywhere we were supposed yeah, to be we, on, on time. time. Yeah. We only peed our pants just a little bit. But it was awesome. So Cher Bach, without a doubt, you guys know her. You love her. If you've heard her on the on the episode she was on. And she is coming still, back on the show. Still one of our most popular interviews ever. Yep. Go back and check out our talk with Cher Bach. And you'll hear her a little Do bit it. in the background on this one, too. Yeah, because she's right there with us, yeah. along with Brandon's mom. It was a fun hang. So without a doubt, thank you, everybody, that shared and retweeted it. We'll get back to the normal routine next week. But our Geek of the Week this week is Cher Bach. And Cher posted a picture of the three of us online while we were at Farm Rock. Yep. And we were pretty freaking wasted at that point. I don't even remember taking the picture. <laughs> I really don't. I barely remember it. But we did get a fashion review yeah. from RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul, of all people, gave us a fashion review. And, well, it wasn't really us. It was more me. Picked on me. For well, where... both of us were ugly. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's why I do an audio podcast. Right, yeah. See, be, be grateful you don't have to look at us. Made fun of me for wearing sunglasses on my head. Yes. And a bandana. Yep. Surely, I must be going bald. Or growing horns. One of the two. Either way, we're fucking ugly dudes. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's whatever. You know, it's RuPaul, so you got to take it for what it is. I'm sure, you know what? A lot of dudes go bald, and a lot of people don't can't fucking control it. It's something that just happens to you. Okay. And what if I am going bald a little bit? That doesn't mean you got to be a big stinky dildo about it. That doesn't explain the sunglasses, though, unless you're just the head of but the Corey Hart we fan were, club. We were there. I wasn't wearing them over my eyes. I know. I was playing. We were there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And in fairness, Ryan Roxy for Alice Cooper's band does the same thing. So if you're going to call Aaron an idiot for it, then go ahead and make fun of one of Alice Cooper's band members. Well, but I am an idiot, as you will tell. If well, you said it, if, not me. If you're a VIP and you listen to the Farm Rock Adventure Part 1, which is available online right now through Patreon or, leave, no doubt. or over at DecibelGeek.com, become a VIP and there will be no doubt <laughs> what a drunken, stupid idiot Aaron Camaro truly is. Oh, and me. Yeah, you were pretty stupid, too. I was going to say, I'm sure we both don't come off well. Oh, man. It, it was one of them things where it's like, I recorded it, I listened back to it, and I was like, boy, I'm an idiot when I'm drunk. Maybe I shouldn't release this. No, I'm so stupid on this, I have to release it. And that's what our VIPs get. They get all kinds of cool stuff that yeah. if you're just listening to the show every week, you're missing out on a lot of it because it's it's pretty stupid. Yeah, the show doesn't end when we when with what you hear. We it's, actually record a whole a whole bunch of other material that goes into the VIP stuff. And, it's, uh, it's stupid in a good way. And if you're not getting it, you got to check it out. The Chris and, and Aaron show. Yeah, yeah, that's and always good. Doesn't stuff. cost you much for the price of a cup of coffee. You can support Decibel Geek Podcast. Thank you. Don't Gene. worry about those starving kids in Africa. Just support our podcast. That's true. We got to get an air conditioner in this studio. You're damn right. Cause Holy moly! All right, man. It's the summer of rock and roll. They've been killing it over on the Facebook page. All our rock and roll journalists are killing it. Rock and Ron Runyon's got it going on on the YouTube. Everybody's going to festivals. Please check out our website. Do it. Yeah. Are you ready to get into our talk with Brandon? Yes. 
awesome. Let's do it. She's super cool. She's hype. She's hype. <laughs> so she's, all... she's a fan favorite here lately, I'm uh, learning. I bet. Yeah, everyone's, uh, everyone likes that, well, you know, I'm not ashamed to say, hey, my mom sings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're just a musical family, so, like, Part there's, there's zero embarrassment <laughs> at all. Like, right. if my sister wanted to come out, I'd be like... Jump up on stage with me. I, I do cool. it. So it's not like being the Partridge Family anymore. <laughs> when we were little, when we were Rugrats, it had that kind of look to it. Yeah. You know, it kind of transformed into what it is, you know what it is now. So David Cassidy with tats. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I totally see it. No. You just need the bus. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's very cool. So uh, and actually, our uh, writer Wally interviewed you when uh, the Devil City Angels thing came out. The guy in Toronto. Yeah. And. Uh, had good things to say about you at the time, and um, but yeah, no. So you're in town here, but you have a bit of a history here also. Yeah, I consider myself kind of a. Uh, well, I lived here for a long time, and yeah. I still consider myself. Um, you know, this is home. Yeah. You know, we uh, constantly come in here and rent an apartment and record, and that's what I was doing prior to the Twelfth and Porter thing that I seen you guys at, mm -hmm. and uh, yesterday. So this is my this is my town. I really like Nashville a lot. Yeah. And Iowa's home in Michigan? Iowa's home home. Yeah. That's, uh, my daughter lives there, and I have a home there, and, um, you know, brother, sister, all that. Mm -hmm. So That's cool. So, uh, yeah, the Devil City Angels thing, well, let me go ahead and get, get on to that. What's the status of that right now? Is it on hold? Uh, you know, it, the Devil City Angels, I, I believe, will always be. Um, now, what, what Ricky and I do from here on out... Um, it may not include everybody. I don't know. You know, kind of. It, it gets frustrating when it's so many people are going in so many different yeah. directions. But in fairness, everyone's making a living. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that, to be honest with you, when I go out my solo band, I play Devil City Angel stuff because I, you know, I crafted that. I wrote that with um, with those guys, and I wrote four four or five songs prior um, on my own. So. We're hoping to do something. Ricky and I have something up our sleeves um, that I think people are really going to like. Cool. You know, so uh, the, the the original four, I can't say that you'll see that anytime soon. But mm -hmm. um, there's some there's some stuff brewing that I think everyone will dig. Devil City Angels fans will dig. Right. Totally. Right. On. Okay. Cool. I suppose that's got to be hard when you got a guy like Tracy Guns or Rudy Sarzo. I mean, these guys aren't short on gigs anywhere, and I'm sure have a lot of commitments to other things. Well, you know. When we got, when the record was done, when I left the studio, literally, it was like wheels up. Mm -hmm. I got offered my own record deal instantly. Yeah. And I was just not going to do it. And then all of a sudden, everyone's taking other things. And then I joined, you know, the, the, this version of Poison. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's it, everyone. I mean, yeah, Rudy, he's, he's, a, he's a workhorse. Tracy has his things going on. And, and I'm guilty as charged as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's the way it is yeah. these days. It's if you the record business, you don't sell lots of records anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, to keep your to keep your um, 
your lifestyle up, you have to do numerous things. Yeah, it's, it's you can't put all your eggs in one basket and survive. It seems like it's it's all trickle in from different income sources. Yeah, and I feel like Devil City Angels <clears throat> was also an investment too, mm -hmm. and um, we got kind of toy we got jerked around a little bit in the record, um, you know, when we were getting signed. All right. And um, it we had to kind of everyone had to kind of go home and do their thing uh, to get back to you know we put in several months of touring and um, and then it was like alright you know Poison is a, a guaranteed bet, LA Guns is a guaranteed bet for Tracy and um, uh, or excuse me special guests are uh, so yeah that's just the way it is like you said yeah different incomes well you know uh, in the the era of the bands that those guys kind of came from is really our demographic that's mm -hmm. the majority of our listeners are into that stuff and the special guest thing is, is it's an interesting situation because it's one of those things where I think a lot of people were wondering if Poison was ever going to do anything again mm -hmm. because Brett is so invested in his own thing right. and all of his, his pet thing, his TV thing, all that stuff. And I, as a fan of Poison myself, and I know Aaron will agree with this, it's, it's, it's been like, when are those guys going to get to go out and play again? So yeah. you were filling a void with that. What was the the impetus to do that were they the guys just ditching to go out and play those songs again pretty much yeah yeah um bobby doll came out um i've known bobby uh i've known all those guys for probably 16 years now mm. and uh bobby he called ricky we were i was actually out with the devil city angels he called ricky and said um you know i want to play and i want to get cc wants to play and i know that you do and we want to play our catalog we're not looking to create anything new at the moment mm -hmm. um, your singer for Devil City Angels what what's your read on him how's he doing out there you know and so uh, so long story short Bobby came to uh, Newport Ritchie Florida mm -hmm. and you know I reconnected with him him, him and his son came out and um, and he just kind of you know observed and uh, basically the next day it was like you know once you come to um, Melbourne, Florida, and let's go out and hang out and uh, and do some stuff and and just get to know each other again. Yeah. I, I hadn't I hadn't per I didn't know Bobby as well as I knew the rest of the guys mm -hmm. and and he is more of a kind of a managerial. He takes those duties, you oh, know. Really? So yeah, he does, and so uh, it was a little um, little scary because I didn't have the gig. Yeah. It was all based on how we connected, you know, socially yeah. and. Um, felt like we were on job interview, I'm guessing. Very much so. Yeah. And the job interview went on to rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a big step for those guys to give um, that kind of trust. Yeah. You know, a 30-year thing. And, and I just, you know, Bobby basically said, we want we want the catalog. Understand that. Mm -hmm. Respect the catalog, uh, which I already did. And, and yeah. then be you. Yeah. And that is, I believe that's why the reception to that mm -hmm. wasn't, so negative yeah because when it happened you know videos of course on youtube start flying up and initially when i saw the headline that you were doing it with them i was i was nervous for you because i was like oh boy yeah. they're gonna they're gonna ream him a new one because poison yeah. fans are real devoted to brett sure. absolutely yeah so the fact that it got such a positive response what must have been a sigh of relief because i mean it, you're, you were stepping into some serious shoes there it was uh, a very nerve-wracking the couple weeks leading up to the first show yeah uh, was very nerve-wracking we didn't one we didn't tell anybody we were going to be there yeah nobody knew um maybe a handful of people knew and um and so my family was like okay brandon's either going to nail this 
or it's gonna it's gonna possibly close the chapter of music for him. Seriously. Yeah, it was a big step. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I would still keep going, sure. obviously, but really, it could be that mark on your. It's a reputation maker for sure, <laughs> yeah. good or bad. Yeah, huh? yeah it could go either way. Bring you a lot so, of attention. Yes, you know, good or bad. Either exactly. Way. So that that you know, after the show, I gave everyone hugs, and I just kind of went back to my room, and I'm like, this is going to be the longest flight home tomorrow because I just. It's gonna get out there, boom. Yeah, and, and it got out there, and then start reading the comments and stuff. And I try not to take too much of it to heart, but yeah, God, Bobby called me. He goes ninety percent of this is really yeah. kick ass. Yeah, and so that was like, okay, let's go to the next one. You know, yeah, yeah, because with Brett out there doing his own thing. And the story I always get is that like Brett can make the money on his own, being Brett, that he would make as Poison. You know, so why? You know why include anybody else but i think that leaves like chris said a huge void for the poison fans that want to see the rest of the guys you know because yeah. it, it never poison never was just brett michaels yeah he was the front man mm -hmm. but each one of those guys had such strong personalities within the sure. band yeah that you know to not see all four of them or just see one of them it's never quite the same. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to get back out there and play those songs, I think probably the fans are so appreciative just to get the opportunity to see the other guys, and then you step in and do such a great job, it's it's all welcome, you know, and everybody loved it. I think so. You know, Brett is uh, is a wonderful front man, and I always, I always say, uh, those guys will always be the Fab Four in my book. Right. And, um, and, you know, and Brett and I are friends, mm -hmm. you know, and so they will always be the Fab Four, but it was like, cool for me as a, a fan of the band to turn around at the end of the night and go you know i think it's cool that these three are back on stage what yeah, do you guys yeah absolutely and that's basically just my job you know not replacing anybody just those guys want to play their music and and that's what we do right that's awesome so when you know brett like that ahead of taking a gig like this do you give him the phone call and get his blessing before you do it well um to be honest uh you know Brett is we always kind of just meet in passing really yeah and and he you know he's tweeted me on the the Devil City record and stuff mm -hmm. like that it isn't like I could really I could pick up the phone and, and have yeah. a conversation with him like the other guys yeah um, so I just I just took this role where it's none of my business right. yeah and and out of respect I'll do the songs as best I can and also out of respect I won't try and mock anybody mm -hmm. and I think that's where some some people um, would try, I, I think, you know, to mimic a, him, and that would probably be uh, that would probably be a really bad idea. And well, so I didn't do see, any. Of that's that. when the backlash, I think, would come. Yeah, and if so you like, would come out there with blonde, long blonde hair and a wig and dressed like the unskinny guy Bob yeah. video or yeah. something. They had a Tory to shreds. I, it would have been goofy. Yeah. And yeah. I so anyway, so I, I think that he knows that I I really do take it serious. He's yeah. known me since I was you know 16. And um, and so there's you know he invited me to uh, um, his birthday bash in um, Dubuque, Iowa, which is very close to my hometown, and um, I did it with the Brandon Gibbs band and had a blast, sang sang with them, and so to call him and, and get involved in that, I just stay out of it. Yeah. You know, if if there's any um, anything that he would ever need me to do, or I, I would be glad to you know mm -hmm. help or whatever, but their business is their business. I guess that's more of a thing you. Would let them handle yeah, between themselves. Absolutely, handle that kind yeah. of management. I want to be the guy that can still go to uh, a Brett Michael show and and enjoy the music. I don't want to ever 
have an awkward um, right. wall between us because it's unnecessary. Right, you right. Know? And it's not like this is the new poison. No. You know, where people are going to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, it can't be a new poison. We want, you know, poison. So this being a thing unto itself, just for fun, just to pay homage and tribute to those songs, that makes it a very cool thing. And it could go into uh, writing with CC. He wants to write. And, um, you know, and I, I could see us coming out with some new material as yeah. well. And we've talked about recording new material. And, um, again, that they're the Fab Four and whatever mm -hmm. we do hope people like and if they don't then I guess we'll they won't buy tickets that's the best news I heard all day I, I can't wait to hear something new from CC DeVille it's been way too long he's got oodles of songs yeah. and and they're um they're wonderful I mean he you know country pop yeah. you just don't even know he's a, he's a great he's a you know, a lot of people don't know what an awesome songwriter CC is. We both I was always a big fan of that Samantha Seven album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so some, some good, like underrated great stuff. power pop stuff. We've talked about even pulling some of that um, that material out. Oh, and yeah. redoing it. And, um, so he's yeah, he's a very good singer. He is a good singer. He's got such a unique voice. Yeah, you yeah. can tell. You can tell instantly that it's CC. Well, he's yeah. a unique person because I. He is. Yeah. You can't help but smile whenever you see an interview with him because he's. He's just full of life. You know? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's a sweet guy. Yeah. And, and know, he'll, he'll call me about, just, you know, let's not talk about poison today. He'll say, let's, you know, how's your girlfriend? Are you guys all right? Is your, yeah. how's the, uh, how's the mom? And, you know, is your mm -hmm. brother, he's a police officer. Is he okay? And that's cool. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's down to earth, not a feeding into the rock star thing. There's. I, he has a, I, I believe he has a love-hate relationship with that. You know, yeah. he, he is a rock star. Oh well, sure. And so, yeah, but he also he likes to sit down and have a cookie and talk about <laughs> cookies, cookies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's just a regular guy. He's just a regular guy. They all, all three of them kind of seem that way. Like, I, don't, I never get the impression that their their heads are real big about any of the stuff. No, uh, you know they're thirty years going strong and they have. That they are um, music celebrities, right? And so it is one of those things you kind of have to be aware, you mm -hmm. know, when you walk into places that everyone here is going to know who that blonde-haired guy is, and so his privacy is, uh, you know, can be um, invaded from time to time. And sure. so it's just, you know, you're hanging out. Basically, you're hanging out with a celebrity, and you forget that from time to time. Right. And you learn it quickly when you walk into a room with them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, why Why are they a little standoffish? Well, they're used to this. This is, uh, yeah. they know how to protect themselves, you know. Yeah. Well, and actually, well, with the first Devil Said the Angels, <clears throat> and then if the, the poison thing obviously brought you more into the spotlight. So, I mean, your, your profile went up quite a bit with that gig. Yeah. So... I gotta imagine things have changed with you. I mean, you're probably getting recognized a lot more than you used to. It's been, um, yeah. I mean, the other day, it, it happens quite a bit anymore. And I, you know, I I I'm fine with it. It's you know. Yeah. But the other day, I had a thing. I was, um, my daughter, her her grandparents had her. Her mother was busy. This and that. I'm like, well, you know, I'm. I'm not a big bar hopping guy, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go to the sports bar in town and just hang out for a minute and just try and make a friend or whatever, you know. And yeah. and I live I, I don't I don't tell everyone where I live in Iowa. Yeah. But I I went and just hung out at this really kind of a higher end sports bar and this guy came over and uh, he's like, you know what? I 
you're having you're having fun. You're talking about cars. There's a couple mechanics there with me, and mm-hmm. um, he's like, and I'm not gonna blow your cover, but uh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And I was like, really? That's awesome that you know you're nonchalant like this. And uh, and then his uh, his wife came over, and she had um, she's like, how can we just ask you to sign one thing? And, yeah. And it, to me, it's like, this is how this is how I have survived and so absolutely give me the pen you know yeah so but yeah you have to you get in that mode where everything is uh normal and then all of a sudden someone you know runs out of the (laughs) out of the woodworks like hey what's up and they're like well they do know me okay well you're still in the phase of enjoying it i i don't mind it really you know like i said that it learning from the poison guys you, you also learn how to protect yourself mm-hmm. um and we have a, a system kind of that we use and surround basically the system is simple just surround yourself with people that um that you trust right and they know that when i'm uncomfortable you know i am pr- pretty well a private guy mm-hmm. and uh they know when i'm uncomfortable when to kind of help me out but other than that i got i was just telling my mom yesterday like the this era the 80s fans the metal fans um have embraced me yeah and uh, i'm very fortunate and it's you know even though i don't necessarily write metals uh for for instance you know Mm -hmm. um these guys are like you're in yeah and so it's been a it's like my family pretty much yeah well because well how old are you now if you mind me 31 31 so yeah so you baby so you're uh you're a younger part of the generation, so it makes pe- older people that are into that stuff, it, they like seeing somebody your age, you know, prospering with this stuff. Yeah. And it's cra- that's the craziest thing, because, like, you know, for a long time, this type of music was kind of in the in the gutter. It was dead because of grunge and a lot of other things. Sure. So... Yeah, there was a time when it was really uncool to be a Poison fan, you know, in the eyes of a lot of people, especially yeah. when that was all, you know, when Pearl Jam was the thing and Nirvana and all that, you know, it became, you can't like Poison, but also Pearl Jam, you know, you have to draw you that line. Pick, yeah. But then flat somewhere... Flat or glitter, right. choice. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> along the line, it became cool again, which, you know, we all knew it was cool all along. Oh, I, I listened to both, you yeah. know, I, I like, I'd listen to Slayer or Anthrax or whatever, but sure, you could listen to it all. But then it's like there's been a real resurgence with younger people getting into this type type yeah. of music. Yeah. And I mean, you, which you did the, the cheap thrill gig for a while with the Cinderella mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you've probably seen over the years how it's kind of had a it's picked up again. Yeah. Um, you know, in 2013, I think. Um, 2000. When did we start cheap thrill? Was it 12 or 13? 12. 12. Um, you know, I I created cheap thrill with Eric Brittingham basically and and you know I watched you know I got brought into the the cruises and mm-hmm. things like that and um, you know it just seemed like it kind of hammered down and kind of metal sort of came back here the last five years not that it ever really went away but right. they have cruises and things mm-hmm. like that with it and uh, for instance farm rock tonight yeah you know they're they're pretty much like on their own little tour anymore it seems like yeah. so but yeah, it's it's cool and and the artists. I mean, everyone's just happy to still do it, right? You know, even myself, I'm still happy. You know, you sometimes get a really good uh, run, as mm-hmm. they say, and then you're done, right? You know, and so we're all we're all thanking our lucky stars. Yeah, you know, sort of have to latch on while it's while it's going well mm-hmm. and hang on. Um, 
Well, let's get into what you what were you what were you listening to growing up? I mean, what, um, what was what was really your thing? Well, to be honest, I'm um, probably more well not now, but I, I was more known as a guitar player mm -hmm. than I was a singer. Yeah. And so uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was the you know a major influence. BB uh, King, um, guys like Jeff Healy, uh, Hendrix, Eric Clapton, Allman Brothers, okay, yeah. even old school like um, Albert King, the yeah. Freddie King, Buddy Guy. Um, I wore those. Um, I wore those things out. Yeah. You know. Um, so that, and then um, when I started to want to become a better songwriter, mm. um, you know, got into the more rock, more rock bands and um, Poison, for instance, yeah. and. Uh, you know, some I recently actually it's funny, I I didn't really listen to a whole lot of Stone Temple Pilots until, you know, Scott passed away. I yeah. just what a what a awesome collection of songs. But I was a blues guy. Yeah. And and then when we performed when we started when I started to become more of a quote rock star or whatever, mm -hmm. I kinda had to pick okay, blues it seems like there's a cap on how far some of those guys can go. Right. And it's really, really tough. You know, to make it as a blues star, Especially and um, and so I had to make a kind of a choice, yeah. and it was hard for me. My brother's like, you know, you got to come to the rock world. I'm like, I'm not ready. I still want to give this blues thing a go. And yeah. um, eventually, I saw that it, I would make I would make it further if I became a rock and roll guy. Then mm -hmm. so, but really, classic blues. That's your thing to the core. Yeah. Yeah. I still listen to it a lot now. I I always listen to it. Yeah. You know. Um, it's just I, I thought uh, um, that artist uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd when oh, I was like great. 15, yeah. 16 I thought well this is this is a blues rock star and mm -hmm. I wanted to do that but I just you know the kind of the poison camp the poison guys kind of just took me under their wing and I'm like well you know this is what I'm going to do yeah well that's Stevie Ray Vaughan was a, he was a bit of a rock star as a blues player too absolutely yeah for yep. sure I forget the first time seeing the first time I saw him, of course I heard stuff on the radio, but the first time seeing him on TV, he was doing Austin City Limits. Mm -hmm. And they had these plexiglass things in front of his amps. And I was like, what is that for? And it was so the audience wouldn't be damaged from the volume. Like, yeah. yeah. He would only play with everything cranked all the way up. There's a... I tried that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that and, uh, you know, I was just just too loud. It, it, it In theory, you take these uh, blues tube amps mm -hmm. and you overdrive are, are we allowed to swear on this yeah, okay, we, oh, you overdrive do we? the <laughs> you overdrive <laughs> the speakers she's been on the show <laughs> and, and i i mean i research uh stevie's tone and but you just you crank it and it, the speakers naturally break up when mm. you know when the volume's hitting the cones so hard right. and that was like his um his distortion basically yeah and then you know when he brought his um his technique back then it cleaned up or you just roll off the volume it was just a very simple yeah. technique but it, it include the the most important thing was uh being loud as fuck you know yeah. and that and that um was his tone so well, the thing about him like it, you truly it, it honestly felt like his emotions would pour out of his guitar. Yes. I mean, like he, yeah. Certain people can take an instrument and actually channel what they're feeling through it. And you can hear it, and he was one of the few that could pull that off. And for such a like a little guy, I mean, he just grabbed that guitar like it owed him money. Yeah. You know? and, and, I mean, I remember reading articles about how um, he would break his physically break his guitar neck because he was 
you know, he had a note coming out that was just like, you know, and you look at his wrist and it's just like, yeah, so that was popping out and everything. He yeah. was my, he, I, I idolize yeah. that guy. I still do, but yeah, that's somebody that I really wish was still around. Yeah. He was just incredible. But uh, and then out, you know, Albert King. That's some great stuff there too. Absolutely. Sorry to turn this into a blues discussion, yeah. but uh, I was just thinking with what you say, like Kenny Wayne Shepherd and a guy like Johnny Lang. Yeah, Johnny Lang's amazing. They're as amazing as they are. It's it's rare for a guy like that to achieve superstardom. Those guys are really anomalies as far as blues players yeah. and becoming as big as they did. So that's like, you know, if if only a small percentage, a tiny percentage of blues players like that can actually make it to some kind of superstardom. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's got to be tough to be one of those two three guys that actually get to do it. It seems just really really tough. I mean, yeah. I've met so many awesome blues guitar players that we did over the circuit that I'm like, these guys are gonna go somewhere. It's just a matter of time and and you know, here it is fifteen years later mm -hmm. and they're still doing the same circuit and they just yeah. couldn't not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but uh, they just couldn't catch a break. It's like they plateau. Yeah, they're they're there. Well, like I said there's a know? ceiling to where you can go with some of that stuff. It feels that way yeah. and it's unfortunate yeah. but commercial out yeah. commercial. Well it's also a it's also a who you know thing too. It really Pretty is. Much. It is. It truly is. And I think Kenny Wayne Shepherd uh, knew the right people. I think his dad was in radio, mm -hmm. and he did lots of that. And so um, Kenny had some good help, and of course he was insanely is insanely talented. Mm -hmm. But that's an example of someone I feel like that um, you know had good direction behind him. But mm -hmm. some of these other guys, it's like we're going to tour until someone notices us. Right. And. Uh, as you know, that, that could take a while. Yeah. You know? And here we are in Music City, mm -hmm. and it's built on people that believe that the right person is going to walk in yeah. at the right time it's loaded with and them. sign you. Yep. And uh, that, sure. yeah, that's that can happen. Um, but Broadway, for instance, you know, that's what they do. They, I hope the right person comes in and. For instance, John Rich from Big and Rich, mm -hmm. hoping he would come in and go, ah, I'm going to put some time into this guy. Right. Um, but a lot of times, you know, you see the same person with that hope 10 years later at the same spot. And yeah. it's just, George Thorogood one time told me that um, there isn't a formula to this anymore. No. It is lots of luck, and that's unfortunate, you know. Mm -hmm. So if. You know, if my daughter told me that she wanted to be a musician and a rock star when she gets old, I'm, you know, I'd be very concerned. I couldn't tell her how to become a, a rock star. You know, I, I don't know. Follow your steps, Dad. Shelby, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You know, how did I get here? It is a mess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of lucky connections that are made over the over the span of time. Like you said, talent will take you so far. And I, I got to think hustle and networking is is a big part of it. You know, you have to put yourself out there and talk to people. You do. And that's the one thing that, you know, there's so much um, product out there. Yeah. Where do you start, you know? And so you got to be a little bit different. And one of the things that helped me was, okay, I wanted to be as badass as humanly possible on the guitar on stage. But, you know, at the end of the day, I also want to make a friend. And so I didn't walk into a venue and just, you know, drink all the beer, eat all the food. You know, I didn't, I didn't overstep any boundaries. Yeah. 
And so we became known as, um, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but we became known as a pleasure to work with. All music aside, yeah. we were known as people that, um, well, listen, the Gibbs Brothers, um, God, they, they would be a great 30-minute slot. They have a nice fan base, and, you know, for lack of better words, they shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And so we got known for that. And yeah. so it was like, well, yeah, we'll take them on. We're not going to hire some some guys that are going to invade and bring their girlfriends back and bring right. a stack of records for the headliner to sign. And uh, we just became known as an easy-to-work-with group. So yeah. that's something I would tell Shelby. Yeah. Be nice. Sure. You know? be, yeah. be that's nice every enough. walk of life, you know? A- absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that also shows how the rock, the rock world's changed, too, because now being relatable and, and polite is what gets you far but back in the 70s and you know early to mid 80s it was you know can you be the biggest bad boy and that will get you the attention you want if it was now you'll get completely blackmailed yeah, for doing now you go to jail for, yeah, for, right. for a lot of the stuff you caught to right. yeah I mean you're, you're exactly right that's and I you know this would be out the window during this interview and it'd be considered hilarious oh sure right. you know uh, I did um, <laughs> Tucson uh, two weeks ago and I had this um this friend over and I, I couldn't find a bottle opener so I took the table and I was like doing this and I'm like right. fuck I'm really marring up this table I lost sleep over it you know I'm like I, <laughs> this is, and it was like the you know the I least a long way from my friends like, like a TV yeah, <laughs> my friends like who cares you're a fucking rock star I'm like I care, you know. This, this is not my house. Right. You know? I'm not going to screw it up. Yeah, yeah sure. Somebody built that. Yeah. In China. So it just goes to show, you know. You think that that we're also, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's like I literally, you know, had to take a clonazepam after that. Oh, now we're going to get into the drug use. Right. And now, deep thoughts with Sebastian Bach. And like if you worked at Pizza Hut and you got fired, would you be knocking on the door of Pizza Hut, please let me back and no, you'd be no. like, fuck Pizza Hut. Do people not understand you? I'm gonna freaking faint. <laughs> Do you get strange looks from people at the record store? The gods are here! Do you lash out at others in frustration when they should be listening to something a bit more worthwhile? You are the masters of heavy metal! then the Decibel Geek Podcast is here for you. We provide thought-provoking commentary on music that doesn't suck. We strive to bring you a healthy dose of discussion on legendary bands. Bands that write amazing songs. We even sometimes talk about Black Sabbath. So stop what you're doing and tune into the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm leaving now! Please visit us at www.decibelgeek.com. No Black Sabbath fans were harmed in the making of this commercial. All right, before we return to our talk with Brandon Gibbs, what an awesome guy he is. How funny Cher is in the background. She cracks me up. She's so cool. Man, we got to take care of a little more business around here. And one thing we always want to let you guys know about is our Amazon link. It's at decibelgeek.com. We know you're over there reading the articles. You're getting your news from decibelgeek.com right now. You're getting your T-shirts from decibelgeek.com. We know you're already there. You leave the Facebook page conversation for a moment, you check out decibelgeek.com. Now, while you're there, you're going to find two very, very important links that you can click on. They're, they're even banners. 
as they're called in the computer lingo, I guess. Banners, right up at the top of the page, right below the big flashy thing that flashes all the top stories across. Right underneath that, two links. They're both to Amazon. One's going to take you to HK Collectibles, Inc. That's our buddy, Daryl Albert. He's got all kinds of cool stuff on there. He's got KISS stuff. He's got Sabbath stuff. He's got Zeppelin stuff. These are things you cannot go buy anywhere else. you got to go to HK Collectibles, Inc. to get it. We highly recommend you do. And when you're doing it, please always go to DecibelGeek.com and go through that link and check out all the awesome stuff he's got because I'm telling you, it's a ton. You might get lost. Be like, where did that last three hours go? I just bought all kinds of stuff from Daryl Alder, but it's all good because it's coming to my house and it's going to be sweet. We want you guys to support Brandon Gibbs. We want you to get out there, buy his albums, is to go through our link at the website and buy the music. Buy whatever. Buy a boat. Buy an airplane. Buy whatever, man. Mm-hmm. What else? I don't know. I don't have anything clever to come up this way. No, we're tired out still. See, you're not recovered from Farm Rock yet. No, I'm not. But whatever it is you're buying, you go through Amazon to get it. They give us the list. Oh, yeah, the list of rock and roll awesomeness that was bought through our website. How cool is that? You got the list together? I do. And this is going to sound a little less uh, organized than normal because usually I have the list all written down and everything, but... Carved this, in stone. Yeah, this. Yeah, okay, Vince. Uh, <laughs> this week I've got I've got it. Just the list pulled up in front of me, so this may take a little Ow. longer. Uh, I got uh, some Dockers Men cargo shorts for Vault. Okay, That's see that just goes to show that you can buy anything through our link, and uh, it still helps us. A vintage Motley Crue "Shout at the Devil" T-shirt was bought. Nice. That's cool. A Planar. 24-inch widescreen LED monitor was bought. See, that stuff's not cheap, and the bigger the the ticket item, the more it helps us. We appreciate yep. that. A uh, set of Dayton, Dayton Audio bookshelf speakers. Nice. Some uh, wireless earbuds were bought. Cool. Some I need to get me some of them. Nature made Vitamelts calcium tablets. So okay, that's cool, too. Yeah, See, that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter what it is. So let's get into the music. Let's Yeah, let's slide on down to the albums. So let's see. see Acid see. King Drive Fast Take Chances was bought. Is that the name of a band? Yeah, Acid King. Oh, okay, cool. Right let's on. Let's see also. This is where we get to see how our reach, our influence lies. So this is cool. A uh, five CD box set from Heart called Five Classic Albums was bought. Right on. That's cool. The new Flotsam and Jetsam self-titled was purchased. What? Flotsam and Jetsam's got a new album? Out? Yeah. Holy shit, I'm just finding out about this now. Yep. I gotta go. Brand new. And uh, Horoscope by Overkill was bought. Hell yeah, that's a great album. And uh, and there's a couple other things, but I'll wrap it up with the new Volbeat album, Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie was bought. What a weird album title. Those guys always have weird album titles. They do. It's always like two things. Yeah, one of my favorite was uh, Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood. No, that's very cool. Yeah. Why does it always got to be two things? I don't know. Is like side, do I look like the singer of Volbeat? Like side, is side A and side B two separate things on the record album? If they had a side A and a side B. Oh, yeah. That's a thing of the past. Yeah. Look it up on Wikipedia, kitties. But all that and a bunch more was bought on Amazon. Keep doing your shopping through Amazon because it yeah. really helps us a lot. And it doesn't cost you anything extra to do it. You're just basically, we're your charity cases. That's right. And we need it. Look at us. We're ugly. And also, before we get <laughs> yeah, before we get back into the uh, interview with Brandon, just a reminder, guys, check out the YouTube page and subscribe. There's all kinds of great, great footage from uh, Rocklahoma going up. Rob there Zombie, Rob Megadeth, Great White, all kinds of cool stuff uh, I've seen already. I know there's more coming. There's a lot more coming. The writers, the, hey, I got to give a, I got to give a big shout out to the writers here right now because they have really been cranking it out more mm-hmm. than ever. Our Facebook page is just kicking ass more than ever. I mean, it makes me proud to know that. 
there's actually a podcast involved with all this. Yeah, it's like one quarter of the we're, thing. We're, we're doing our tiny part here on the I show, know. but we are also the Decibel Geek Podcast. Don't forget. Let's get back to our talk with Brandon. You know, artists on stage yeah. performing, and they think that that's who they are when they come off stage. Yeah, and right. they're not. You know, I mean, we're just talking about Alice. Alice Cooper did the show T-Pac. I don't know if you that, you're probably home, <clears throat> but when he when you see him backstage, he walks like a seventy year old man. He's all stooped over, and he gets on stage, and he's like, he's thirty years old again. Yeah. It's like it's like you forget that he's that old. You forget that he's got arthritis, and he's right. got all these physical mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. limitations. Right. That's so. true. And yeah. is, is there a switch that flies on when you when you get in front of a crowd? There is. Uh, you know, to me, the special part is the the walk to the stage. Mm-hmm. That it just it's like it it ignites my bones. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm here, and uh, you know, things are going to happen throughout. That there's going to be a guitar out of tune. There's going to be. And to me, I to be honest, I, I was a chess player. I really I thought I could do well at chess, and oh, so yeah? it's a game for me it's like alright what, what's gonna fucking happen here today okay well I'm gonna play every rose and the guitar is gonna be completely out of tune I'm gonna have to give it to my tech how am I gonna survive this how am I gonna survive that 20 seconds ahead. of yeah. where everyone's looking at me to say something you know mm-hmm. and uh, and so it is it's game mode and right. uh, so a lot of that you know being uh, having sobriety you know po- yeah. poison is is straight and so Backstage, you know, it you really get a, a clear chance to to be on your A game, you know. So, are you sitting with the members of Poison backstage playing chess? I'm just trying to think. I would, honest, <laughs> honest to God, I I've never played chess with them, but it's funny. People want a depiction of our backstage. And I'm like, well, there's usually an officer by the door. There's uh, veggie pizzas all over the place. Yeah, I know. Um, someone's talking a little bit about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, CC's walking around, you know, playing these uh, flamenco riffs that'll blow your mind. Oh yeah! Uh, it is just not what you know. <laughs> it's just not sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's not I hope I didn't just make us way. not cool. Uh, <laughs> no, you know. everybody has to grow up at some point. Yeah, I mean, we really, except for you, except Sherry. for Cher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's they've come. Well, it. A band won't last 30-plus years if they're still doing that at this age. Right. I'm really the only one that even will will party, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get... Um, and and I ask permission from all those guys. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm from Iowa. And, and it, after, after the show, it's like, we we have some cold ones. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, but other than That's that, funny. it's just... It's pretty straight-laced and yeah. figure, you know... Figure we'll be there for maybe twenty minutes after the show, and we're out. All right. Yeah. How's the um, Jack Daniels bottle collection coming along from Devil City? Well, you'd have to ask my you'd have to ask my guitar tech uh, Shane Fitzgibbon. Um, he actually plays with Tracy now. Oh, really? On Tracy's solo project, but we literally no one knew where that where the Jack Daniels came from. We didn't ask for it, and it just appeared, and it became a thing every single night. So we sent him home with like a box of Jack Daniels. I remember my grandma called me and she goes, hey, you know, I, I don't really know how to work that Facebook thing, but can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. She goes, do you have a problem? And I'm like, yeah. well, no. She goes, well, it's just you're drinking a lot of whiskey lately. And I go, 
that's a joke. It, we yeah. started it, and then we turned everyone into thinking that that's what we do. That's you know, funny. so I think you're downing <laughs> fifths of, of whiskey every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man, that's what? pretty cool. Um, so I guess now you're here. You're doing the stuff with uh, with. Um, well, you were, we're here at Farm Rock. Right. Everybody's looking forward to seeing Ricky Rocket with you, but you're still doing the after shows. Um, right now. Um, I'm, I'm basically just a VIP after party. This being my hometown, mm-hmm. it, it just makes a lot of sense to let everyone go watch the show. And then for, I can't remember, a little bit extra, you get to come in and the you know other rock stars come in, hang out. Mm-hmm. And we just do this like VIP show where I'll play some Poison songs and right. Devil City and more of a kind of a business after hours type of vibe. Right. You know, and I'm really used to these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I write music basically solely on acoustic guitar so this is like comfort zone for me yeah this is very low stress for yeah for me it's like an old parachute yeah yeah so um so what's in the works next i mean i know you said you, you got you might be writing some stuff with cc um that is a uh that's a goal for this year yeah. uh, for us to bunker down and create a new song mm-hmm. um i have my own solo band it's just brandon gibbs band we thought long and hard about that name and um <laughs> uh, but no, I, I honestly got I, I wrote this song called Just Say um, Recently with uh, Michael Wagner oh, Who yeah. he produced bands like Cooper And um, yeah, we've had Metallica a few Yeah, yeah he's, he's got great. He's a wonderful person He's great And so we're going to release that And um, again, Rocket and I have uh, Some plans to uh, To take the um, Devil City You know, kind of brand And get it back out there oh, And we'll cool. see how that works You know but just touring, I'm I'm constantly bopping in and um, d- doing Devil City, doing Brandon Gibbs songs. I write a ton of stuff for um, uh, for my solo career, and you know CC has enjoyed some of that too. So we might see some of that go into hopefully see some of that go into uh, Poison Land. Mm-hmm. But just get everyone um, everyone in tip top fucking amazing shape with poison which is going well right and uh and then we'll then we'll hammer the gas pedal down and mm-hmm. and bring you know so there's definite live shows in the works for that oh yeah we've yeah. Uh, to be honest it's we've we're just we're just probably weeks away from being right where we want to be to start conversating and booking oh great the, the you know the events that we want to do we have offers uh, all over the place but right. um <laughs> You know, just it. Everyone is just kind of building, building back up. You okay. know, Rocket had right an, he had some things that he had to get through, and um, he's doing wonderful. And so, you know, out of respect, it's just kind of a, you know, no pressure. But, yeah. uh And he'll he'll tell us, you know, when it's when, when it's ready. And I think, you know, he sent me a text last night. You know, I'm feeling great, feeling awesome. And That's good news. Let's. Yeah. Um, Let's rock, man. So awesome. His exact words to me were, "I'm kicking ass." Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I'm he kicking ass. ass. Yeah. I, I, it's always kind of a fine line. Like I don't want to uh, speak for him, mm-hmm. but you know, I think um, I'm. He's one of my best friends, so mm-hmm. I I probably could do it the best. Yeah. He's very excited to get out there and and get this uh, this going with the rest of the That's guys. Awesome. And That's the guys are. Cool. I mean, Cece calls me, you know, a couple times a week and mm-hmm. just ideas overflowing and right. so that the 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 four of us is the goal for the year and while while that is um kind of marinating mm-hmm. i'm sort of bopping around and doing the leg work speaking 
you know, this is what we're going to do. And yeah. Um, so you just never know where you're going to see us this year. I don't all <laughs> together know where you're going to see us this year. That's <laughs> awesome. But, Any thoughts what it's going to be called? Um, you know, the special guest was something that was just kind of like, again, we're 48 hours outside of the, you know, for show <laughs> show announcement. And um, Larry Moran, actually, he runs the cruises. Mm -hmm. he, he actually came up with that and just go in there, special guests. And it was, uh, it worked for us uh, for a little while, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's not going to be the trademark that we go for. Right. Uh, we're, we, we have some trademarks that were, um, that we purchased uh, recently. I can't tell you what they are, but they're, they explain who is in the band better than just the special guests. Okay. Cool. You know, it's more of a, a colorful picture, so when you look at a marquee, you're not going, mm. well, I don't know who that is. Yeah, because right. I went to like five shows this year with the special guest list, and you guys weren't at any of them. I'm actually here to get a refund. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find a dime for you. False advertisement. I think I was. Uh, yeah, Joel Kosha was a special guest last night. You know, it's just it's been done. You know, <laughs> let's move on. I'm still waiting to see to be determined. To be determined. Yeah. Hey, there you go. That, that could be the next one. Well, you know the thing is too is there's so many poison tribute bands. Yeah, right. And so you have to be very careful with that uh you know you could think of you could just sit here and probably write down 10 great mm -hmm. names to call this version of, of poison right and there would be every they'd all be taken tribute all band out there and we don't want to confuse anybody and we don't want to look you know how weird here. is that that poison can't use a tribute band's name that is funny that's if they if they buy part. the trademark it's yeah, it's, it's legal off the list, court, man. then they're they're in the right yeah oh wow so um yeah but uh, thank you for doing this. No uh, problem. Where can people keep the track of what you're up to? Well, um, bgibbsmusic.com mm -hmm. is my website, and there's a list of tour dates. Um, you know, my solo my solo shows. You never know who's going to be in there, and that's that's another special guest type of situation. <laughs> yeah. um, but our website, bgibbsmusic.com. Facebook, it's Brandon Gibbs Music, mm -hmm. and then there is a uh, personal Brandon Gibbs Facebook page, which. Every once in a while, someone will take a few people that have not uh, responded or had any activity on there. So you can try your luck on that one, but it's okay. maxed out. Uh, um, and then, of course, uh, B Gibbs Music on Twitter. Okay. So those are, you know, we have, we have people, if it's not myself, someone responds almost instantly to questions and That's cool. uh, about tour dates, photos, interviews, you know. Social media really is a must these days. Yeah, it is, yeah, totally. Absolutely. It's kind of fun, too, actually. Yeah. You know, the different pages. And then Devil City has a page um, that we that I I specifically uh, monitor and see what what's going on. So. Cool. It's such a cool name for a band. It is. It really is. Devil City? Yeah. So it, cool. I like that... Uh, the the little lady with the, the, yeah, the halo logo. and the horns. And the horns, yeah, the logo. <laughs> that's cool. that's Who came up with the name? Uh, well, we were actually going to be, um, it was Angel City Devils. Right. Mm. And then I think there was a trademark issue with that. Well, there was a band yeah. named Angel City out of Australia. That's right. From the 70s. That's what it was. Yeah. And we didn't think about it. And we actually did interviews for a minute as Angel City mm -hmm. and created a Facebook page. And then we took it down because it was not legal. And so we just flopped Flop, the, flip, flopped yeah. yeah. But I think um, Ricky was more responsible for that. He's really creative with the uh, artsy stuff. I can't draw a picture or anything like that to save my life. But I can write music, you know. Yeah. So he was pretty well responsible for that, you know. And you can beat him in cool. chess. I've not played, you know, he might be better. 
it might take a year to yeah. get the game done, you know, because <laughs> none of us, we're not going to want to say we lost, uh, you know, so, but... Very competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, we want to, yeah, he's a jiu-jitsu guy, so... Yeah, say, you don't want to beat him, yeah. if you beat him a chest, he'll beat you up. Oh, uh, yeah, hey, every, time I, every time I'd walk by his bunk on um, the second Devil City tour, there was some sort of, like, leg lock I would get trapped in. <laughs> I was, was going like, to ask. Like, reaching out, I'm like, I thought you were asleep. Headlocks. <laughs> yeah. So just practicing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for doing this. I'll put links yeah. to all of your links up on the uh, show notes for this. Okay. And uh, appreciate the time. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Very cool. Thanks, yep. man. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.